In the next seven minutes or so, we look back on a week that saw a man convicted of the killing of Gartha Cullum Horkin in Mayo three years ago. A surprise announcement by President Biden that he's coming to visit. The match of the day row gets resolved and how the Irish fared at the Oscars. So pour yourself a coffee and get up to speed in just about seven minutes. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. And don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7 a.m. U.S. President Joe Biden has confirmed he'll make a visit to Ireland to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Good Friday Agreement. Biden made the remarks at a press conference with UK PM Rishi Sunak and said he'll visit both the North and Republic to mark the historic agreement. My intention is to go to Northern Ireland and the Republic. While Biden is expected to travel in April when the deal was signed, his visit was warmly welcomed by politicians north and south of the island. Thetuk Leverakar tweeted that he looked forward to discussing the upcoming visit with the U.S. President when they meet to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Speaking from New York, Thornister Miho Martin said that the surprise announcement of a visit was very welcome news. I think the Good Friday Agreement to, in many ways, reflect and remember the importance and centrality of the U.S. role in terms of the Good Friday Agreement. I think that opportunity was always there for the President of the United States to come to Ireland and and to visit North and South. And uh, we look forward to that. It was a bad week for the Gardaí. Monday saw more than 200 off-duty Gardaí march to Gorda headquarters in the Phoenix Park due to ongoing issues with rosters introduced during lockdown that are still in place. They didn't rule out the use of the blue flu as a bargaining tactic for their protest. And spokesperson for the Association of Gardaí Sergeants and Inspectors, Antonette Cunningham, said that currently Gardaí are being asked to work an extra 47 days per year. That's not family friendly. It doesn't carry an appropriate work-life balance. It's very concerning for the people we represent in relation to their family commitments that they have and for us it's just completely unnecessary the Garda Commissioner gave an undertaking that we would return to a pre-pandemic roster and he hasn't honoured that. But Commissioner Drew Harris says that negotiations with the AGSI have been ongoing for three years and it's time to move on. The roster issues were and have been subject to examinations now for some three and a half years. We tried hard internally to find a resolution that wasn't possible. My view is then that they had to move to the external conciliation service, the WRC. And on Wednesday, a 46-year-old man was found guilty of the capital murder of Detective Gartha Cullum Horkin in Mayo almost three years ago. Stephen Silver went on trial for murder last year, but the jury in that trial couldn't deliver a verdict. He'll be sentenced in April. Gartha Horkin's brother, Brendan, spoke outside the Central Criminal Court after the verdict was delivered. Cullum was a fantastic son, brother. Uncle and friend, his memory remains etched in our minds every minute of every day and today's verdict, while giving us some closure, will never replace him, the man who was the glue in our family and bound it all together. And former colleague and good friend, retired Garda Sergeant John Hines, spoke about how the murdered Garda would be remembered. He investigated some very, very serious incidents of rape and child sexual abuse of myself and he really went to the ends of the earth to ensure that the victims got justice in those cases. For myself, he'd be remembered as a hero.
On Monday, we heard the Department of Finance say that the collapse of a US investment bank will have a limited impact on the Irish financial system, but that it's monitoring the situation. The Silicon Valley Bank was closed by the US Treasury after a run on deposits after a collapse in its share price. It was the 16th largest bank in the US that had been operating in Ireland since 2012. In 2019, the bank announced plans to lend more than $500 million to Irish tech startups. Pat Phelan is CEO of cosmetic change Sisu, and he was a customer with the bank until recently. We're a venture back startup. The venture capitalists like you to use SVB. So we had multi-million on deposit there. And it, as it started getting to the afternoon San Francisco time, I was really in panic mode. And, you know, our experience, <laughs> Ireland tells you that it's slow and then it's fast. On Sunday night, US financial regulators put in place emergency measures to ensure depositors with a failed bank would have access to all their money. But by Monday morning, Irish bank shares had plunged with AIB down over 6.5% and Bank of Ireland share value saw a drop of over 7% with similar trends being reported across Europe. It's the biggest failure of a financial institution in America since 2008 and led to calls by President Biden that the US banking system is safe. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you, we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed. By Tuesday, HSBC had announced that it rescued the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank, buying it for just one pound. Simon Franks, chair of Redbus Ventures, says it's frightening that CEOs who've got businesses with thousands of employees and plenty of cash couldn't access it. But actually, it is systemic for the British startup and technology world because so many of our great companies were banking with SVB. This is not a question of them taking crazy risks. This is just where they bank. During the week, we saw tensions rising between America and Russia after a US drone was brought down by Russian jets in international airspace. The incident occurred on Tuesday and took place over the Black Sea, close to the conflict in Ukraine. The downing of the $32 million drone has resulted in the summoning of the Russian ambassador to the US State Department to discuss the issue. A Pentagon press secretary said that the MQ-9 drone was chased and had fuel dropped on it by the Russian fighters before it eventually crashed. Uh, to recap, at approximately 7.03 a.m. Central Europe European time, one of the Russian Su-27 aircraft struck the propeller of the MQ-9, causing U.S. forces to have to bring the MQ-9 down in international waters. This incident demonstrates a lack of competence in addition to being unsafe and unprofessional. Moscow denies that lanes were confirmed on Wednesday that they're working to retrieve the wreckage. And Natalie Antonov, the Russian ambassador to the U.S., says Moscow isn't interested in conflict with the U.S. We don't want any confrontation between the United States and the Russian Federation. We are in favor of pragmatic relations for the interest of the people of the United States and Russian Federation. Still to come the Smart 7 Ireland edition, match of the day, drama resolved, and the Irish at the Oscars. Right after this. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be 
to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. The argument about the lifting of the ban on evictions hasn't gone away and on Wednesday Sinn Féin tabled a dual motion calling for an extension of the ban. Introduced during lockdown, the ban is set to expire on the 1st of April and Sinn Féin says that thousands will soon face homelessness. The government has said that it's working with local authorities to ensure capacity is there to meet the needs. But on Wednesday Sinn Féin TD Matt McCarthy said it's just not enough. 17 of those local authorities tell us that they have no capacity whatsoever as things stand to provide emergency accommodation. In fact, Five instances, the capacity is extremely limited. Well, the government was quick to defend their record and Thonisha Michal Martin said on Wednesday morning that the government had ensured that 30,000 social housing units were built in 2022. And speaking from Washington for the start of the St. Patrick's Day event, the Taoiseach said that lifting the ban won't result in a huge increase in homelessness. The number of people who have a notice to quit served on them can be very high. The number of those who end up in emergency accommodation is a small portion of that. It's just not the case that everyone who has a notice to quit served on them needs emergency accommodation. The row from last weekend continued into Monday as the BBC found itself in chaos over a Lineker gate. The match of the day hosts suspension over his tweets comparing the government's new asylum policy to Nazi Germany had caused a mini-mutiny. The Saturday night show went ahead with no commentary or punditry and Sunday night's match of the day too had to be reduced to just 14 minutes of programming. The former BBC director of sport Peter Salmon called the situation a mess. It doesn't help. The chairman of the BBC himself is he's slightly to one side in this process and there's a bit of an issue. Yeah. It means Tim Davy is sort of isolated in some ways. He needs to come home and grip this now. We need him back well, running the ship. So, so it's a tricky one. But by Tuesday, it looked like it had all been resolved and Gary was coming home. A review of social media guidelines was announced and the BBC apologised to audiences for the disruption as Lineker thanked his colleagues for their solidarity. BBC Director General Tim Davy denied that there had been any political involvement, saying impartiality guidelines would be equally applied to any party. Absolutely not affected by pressure from one party or the other. That is not how we work editorially in the BBC. Um, It's a convenient narrative, it's not true. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere. And the Oscar goes to Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, everything, everywhere. Jamie Lee When on the night, everything, everywhere, all at once swept the board, taking home seven statuettes, including Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director and Best Picture. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for his role in The Whale. All Quiet on the Western Front napped four, and even Top Gun managed a shiny little guy. The hotly tipped banshees of Inishir and shocked everyone by failing to bag a single one, but Ireland did score one Oscar for the Best Live Action Short Film, An Irish Goodbye. But the highlight of the evening was Michelle Yeoh becoming the first Asian-American to win the Best Actress Award and only the second woman of colour to ever win. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. (laughs) Never give up. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7am. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.
Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.